Hey everybody, it's episode 446 of PodQuest. Hey. hey! It's Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. I am Chris, with me is Druton. Hello! And Walnut. Hello! So, I really wish that we recorded on Thursday, so that I could have introduced us as February 30th. <laughs> I mean, you could have just said February 29th. That's a real I mean, day, though. <laughs> I know, people, it, it's the inside joke, I get it. It doesn't hit as hard when it's a real day. Be nice to me. I'm sick, okay? You weren't sick two weeks ago when you thought there was a 30th day in February. Technically, I was. I was dealing (laughs) with major acid reflux and potential diabetes. Technically, I was. And still I'm just hearing excuses. I'm just saying. Brain is all mush right now. Somebody said Guten Morgen on my Discord, and I thought he said gluten-free morning. I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, my brain is mush. That is every morning for you. It is. It is every morning for me. No, you want to know how mush my brain is? So there was that Pokemon Presents last week. I watched last year's before I watched this year's this week. Just today. (laughs) Like, literally within the past hour, I watched last year's, and I didn't catch it until the very end when they were playing the video for Scarlet and Violet. And I was like, wait, this is the exact same video that they showed for Scarlet... Motherfucker. <laughs> you know what's even worse though, Rich? Huh. That that Pokemon Presents was two days ago. I know. I know. It was it was, it just happened. Um well, no, it you, was a- you said last week, I'm like, your timeline is so messed up that it was actually just two days ago, but it feels like last week. I mean, it, it was over the last week of content. Because oh, we recorded on last I will days, give you that so one. It was over the last week. So But yeah, it was that that's one. my brain brain is totally mush. Uh I, I was telling Cobb before we recorded, Drew, before he got in, I literally watched Akira, The State of Play, and The Pokemon Presents over the course of the last five hours. Nice. Because that's just where my head was all week, and I started feeling sick yesterday, and so I didn't feel up to watching Akira last night. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I actually didn't watch The State of Play. Eh, I mean, you didn't miss much, but we'll get into that. I started it, I watched the first two minutes of it, and said oh, there is nothing in this for me. And then I scrolled through the, the article to see everything they showed. And I'm like, yep, there is yeah. nothing in this for me. Yeah, we'll get into that. And moved right the fuck along. Uh, how are you guys doing otherwise, though? I can't complain. Yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah. I, I There's started... nothing stopping you. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Complain. Do you it. know what? I'm almost another year older. Sucks. There you go. Druton, turn- <laughs> guys, make sure to send, uh, what is your Twitter, Druton? You don't have a Twitter anymore. Yeah, I do. I'm, I am Druton. Oh. Send out a Twitter to I am Drew saying happy birthday to him on Friday the 3rd. Yep. Or, you remembering his or March 1st if we're our leap year. <laughs> no, no, See, no. I, that's February wrong. 32nd. Yeah, February 32nd. There you go. <laughs> Oh, I got jokes on myself. Yeah. I got jokes on myself. I started back up on Ring Fit this week. Um, I deleted my old save and started back from the beginning. Man, that game's fun. Where where have these streams been? Um, I'm not streaming that quite yet. Just because I don't have a good way of really being able to show it. Um, because my my webcam doesn't have a swivel. So I can't angle it to be able to show me. And I don't have long enough wires to be able to show it all. So I'm not doing that. I, I used to have it set to where I would, like, people could um, redeem points and I would have to play it at the end of stream. But I took that off when I got my new webcam, basically. Um, 
and if and I need to find a way to be able to do it with this webcam before I actually uh put that back on. But one of these days it'll be on there. I'm just hearing excuses. Yeah, I know. I know. Speaking of excuses, Rich, what's on the agenda? On the agenda, as we had uh made made uh, mention of, there was a state of play last week that I feel like it was like kind of out of the blue, but I guess was maybe announced. There was also a Pokemon Presents for Pokemon Day on Monday. Monday? Yeah, Monday. Um, and then, uh, I played Sons of, Son of the Forest. Sons of the Forest. There's an S. Sons of the Forest. I believe there's an S. Let me double check that. Yes, there's an S. I played Sons of the Forest. Um, Cobb, you read The Hitchhiker's Got the Galaxy and Jade City, and the three of us should have watched Akira. All of these things sound accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how about that Sony State of Play? I, I, look, it wasn't terrible. There was some interesting things that they showed on there, but for, for the most part, I, it, I was, I was kind of checked out with it. The only game that I'm a hundred percent interested in is Humanity, which is the game that has the little dog that you have to control the people with or whatever. I don't know that I even noticed that one when I was scrolling through things. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's from the developers of Tetris Effect, um, and it's like you run around as this little like uh, not core, maybe like uh, Akiba type dog, um, and you like it's kind of like Lemmings, but you're a dog and the people are people, and it's like it's a puzzly game. <laughs> it looks very neat and very adorable. Um, that like that that's really the, one of the only games that interests me. I'll be honest, when I saw the stuff for Resident Evil 4, I don't know if it's because I just played Resident Evil 4, but I was less interested in this remake than ever before because it it was exact duplicate scenes. And, like, I know that was kind of what they did with 2 and 3, but, like, it was still different enough because it had the singular camera angle and not the over-the-shoulder, whereas this is just... It, it felt like it was a one-for-one remake. And so I like I kind of lost even more interest. Where it's like, yeah, this is definitely a sub thirty dollar game for, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I got disappointed because Suicide Kill the Ju- Suicide Kill the Justice League is a shooter, and great. We need it's more like of a those. looter shooter that requires always online. Yeah, it's so I I'm so mad because I'm like I was expecting something more in the lines of the Avengers game. Where, like, each hero or each... Yeah, each hero plays differently. But no, every character uses fucking guns. They can use all the same guns. They can all fucking fly. And it's just a shooter with some melee in it. And I'm just like, well, the story seems exciting. The game, it's like 50-50. It's like, oh, the actual abilities look cool. But it's a fucking shooter. With these melee characters. I had a feeling that, like, just from what they had showed kind of up front with that game, I'm like, oh, this is this is not going to be good. I, I'm i not going to say it won't be good. It's probably, it'll probably pay, play good. It'll probably have, like, the shooter fan base into it, like the Destiny fan base and shit, probably. So but not, like, I don't know if it'll actually play well, though, because, like, Rocksteady, really good um, melee. Like in the Batman games, yeah. like it, it felt good. All of their like um, range stuff in those games didn't really feel great. And like I, I, it's been it's been a long time since they since the last Batman game they did. Um, I'm sure most of that studio has like changed since then. But like this game's been in development for like almost a decade. 
Yeah. And it's just a fucking looter shooter. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, I was so disappointed with it. Like, I wanted to run around, like, there is melee attacks. There are melee weapons. But that's, but that's not the focus. That's not, not, not yeah. the game they made. Yeah, like, you can run around as King Shark with a friggin' meat cleaver and a fish hook, a giant fish hook or whatever. But, like, all you see them play in all of the trailers, all you see them do are their special abilities and then fly away to shoot things. I'm like, the only character I would want to do that with is Deadshot. The rest of them, no, fuck off, because the, the, they're, they're not shooters. Like, King Boomerang should be mid-range. Or, or not King, but Boomerang should be mid-range. King Shark should be the tank and should be right up front. And Harley should be jumping around all over the place. And, and Deadshot in the back, shooting things. It shouldn't be, oh, we're all gonna just stand in a line and fucking shoot things. That, that's what people want to play though, apparently. It's not, this, like, this game I was super interested in. I've lost every interest in it. This is a, like, a sub $20 game for me. If I were to get it, it's gonna be like, under twenty bucks or free, like I, I'm. I don't. I don't want to play a shooter where I'm playing as Harley Quinn. I want to play a game where I'm playing as Harley Quinn. Like this is like Fortnite, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like it's not, but like it's also not. Well, yeah. Like, you get what I, like it's not. It's yeah, not it's a like, battle royale. It's not like, it, but it's like this is you. You go into Fortnite and you have all these characters. Running. You you can play as Goku. Mm-hmm. Uh, flying on a helicopter, throwing grenades and shooting an M16 at Naruto, uh, with Harley Quinn bouncing around and attacking him as well. Like, that's what you see, but everyone's using a gun. And this, it's, it, it's, everyone's using a gun. And it, that just is, was absolutely disappointing to me. Absolutely. Everyone's using a gun and everyone can fly. Like, that's the other thing. Like, everybody can fly. Yeah, which is just, like, why? Like, cause it's like, King Boom, or, why do I keep calling him King Boomerang? Captain Boomerang. He can throw his boomerang, and he uses his, I, apparently as a flash force, uh, I mean, uh, his name is Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I keep calling him King Boomerang. Oh, I didn't, yeah. it's King Shark and Captain Boomerang. Yeah, yeah. But like, Captain Boomerang will throw his boomerang, and then he'll flash over to it. Which, alright, that's a cool traversal ability. But why is he, like, 30 fucking stories up in the air doing this shit? Like, he, it should be different. Oh, and like, King, King Shark shouldn't be in the air at all. Like, how do you have a jetpack that's heavy enough to be able to pick him up? It just doesn't make sense. It's. Look, man, if, if Superman can fly, King Shark can too. No! That's not how that works. Says who? Says comic book physics. Superman can fly because of a power. King Shark is flying because somebody gives him a really big jetpack. That's fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Not sorry. It's stupid. I mean, it is stupid, but it's also very comic booky. Yeah. Well. But yeah. So it was, that was pretty much my experience for the state of play. It was just like, all right, whatever. Uh, honestly, I thought Baldur's Gate three was already out. No, <laughs> no. So did I actually? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't. I could have swore it was out, but I, I don't know what I had watched. Um, I thought I watched, like, a speedrun for it, but that might have been, like, Baldur's Gate 2 or something. Or some other type of Baldur's Gate. They did relatively recently do, like, enhanced re-releases of older ones. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, the, I, I have zero interest in Street Fighter, so, like, I really, that had no effect to me, which, like, I know you two are kind of into fighters, but I don't care about Street Fighter at all, or fighters in general. 
I am also not a Street Fighter fan. Um, not since like old Street Fighter, like Street Fighter Two and um, Street Fighter Two, and that <laughs> third time they released Street Fighter Two. Yeah. Um, all the rest of them, like I, pl- I played three and a couple of times. I don't think I ever touched four, and I have five, but I did not enjoy it because. When it launched, there was no actual single-player mode, Mm -hmm. and I am not good at Street Fighter enough to play online. Like, there is zero enjoyment playing that game against other people online. Yeah. Um, Like, unless you are... And I I believe when that game launched, it did not have skill-based matchmaking. Um, Or, like, if it did, it was very poor. So, like, if you played that game online, you were playing against people generally that were just incredible at Street Fighter, or at least incredible compared to me, and, like... I would just be dead in, like, five seconds, wouldn't even get, like, a hit on the opponent. But that's my that's my Street Fighter experience. So, yeah, fuck Street Fighter Six, Zero interest there. Yeah. But how about this uh, Naruto x Baruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections? Can't believe, can't believe they had so little to show off. They had to show us a repackaging of all the fucking Ninja Storm games. Can, can, they, can they, like, make a longer name for these games, please? No. No? I, I, no. I, want, I want a longer name. Of just games in general, or of these games? Of these Naruto Ultra Ultimate Ninja Storm games, like... Well, wasn't one of them longer? Because wasn't one of them, like, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm The Road to Baruto or something like that? Yeah, pro- I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. But, like, it's just... It's wild that Sony spent time in their state of play to announce literally just a repackaging of the other games. Yeah. Like, it's just putting all of the Ninja Storm games together to have one single storyline between all of them, which are just a retelling of the fucking anime. Yeah, because it's, it is, it's wild. Like, they had this state of play, but, like, there's so much on here that just, I, I I don't care for. Like, they had five, five or six games that were all VR right at the beginning, which I'm not going to get VR. Uh, and I'm sure there's an audience for the VR, but, like, because they, they were, yeah, they're not, I'm sure. There definitely is an audience for the VR. And I'm not saying these things have to be catered for me, but I'm just like, all of the stuff they showed doesn't seem to be, or if it is first party, if it is like Sony owned, it's, it's small studio shit. Cause fucking Microsoft has all the studios now. I mean, like, Sony has a lot of studios. But like, like a lot, a lot of what they showed felt like, what was it? fucking Goodbye Volcano High feels like, the ultimate indie developer game ever. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is, but th- so think about it this way. In the last, like, three years, all of their major studios have released major games. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they kind of, like, stockpiled 2020 and 2021, because you had Insomniac did Ratchet and Spider-Man and Spider-Man, and then they have Spider-Man coming this year, and Wolverine, I think, is in the next year. Yeah. Um, you had Naughty Dog did Last of Us Part 2, um, uh, whatever the studios named that does Gran Turismo get did Gran Turismo, and that you you also last year had both God of War and um, right Horizon. Zero yeah, Dawn. so Sony Santa Monica and Guerrilla, like all their main all their main first party studios, like have kind of released stuff or at least like have stuff that are kind of on the docket that we know are coming. But like, I feel. Suicide Squad and Street Fighter were the two big things yeah. that they had on here. Like this was definitely a response to so to Microsoft and Nintendo having their things this time of year, and then them wanting to talk about um, PSVR. 
but knowing that PSVR is not a big enough draw for yeah. like a full thing. So like, okay, well, like we have a partnership with Rocksteady, we have a partnership with Capcom, so we'll show those, and we'll just show a bunch of other stuff that people already know about. Yeah, and like I'm sure there's there's probably some sleepers on there, like Chia T C H I A, I think it's Chia or just Chia is how it's pronounced. Um, that might be a decent game. It looks pretty cutesy. It's like I don't really know anything about it, but it could be a decent game. It could be a sleeper. Even like Volcano High could be a sleeper get- title, but. To me, none of this was really big announcement worthy, I hate to say. Yeah, and I didn't realize it when you were talking about it originally, but that humanity game where you're like the dog, um, with the lemmings, that, yeah. that's from, uh, the Tetris Defect, Tetris Effect team. Yeah, I said yeah, that. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I missed that while I was trying to get all my stuff organized. Wow. Um, I had a lot of windows open. Um, so like, that's cool. Like, Tetris Effect was really good. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull off another, like, totally different game, though. Yeah. And yeah, I'm right there with, with you with VR. Like, I think VR is neat. Like, I like the quest that we have. But, like, PSVR was clunky and not all that much fun the first time around. Not looking to spend another $600 on just the next iteration. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind, like, I wouldn't mind getting into VR, but... I have a rambunctious giant fucking dog. I can't have wires thrown all around my house. He's gonna knock shit over. Like I and I can't block him away from where I'm playing games. He needs. He, he literally is sleeping right underneath me right now. Like he has to be by my side. I can't play VR in my house. Well, I mean, you could do um, the quest because that has no wires. I, yeah, I could do the quest, but like I know the PSVR was there was tons of fucking wires. Yeah, I think the two only has one, which is, like, better, but still, like like you said, you don't have a ton of room to begin with, and to be in proximity of your PlayStation and also have room, like, that alone would be a pain in the ass. Yeah, let me tell you, when I play Ring Fit, he's a pain in the ass. So, like, I can only imagine how VR would be when I can't fucking see him. <laughs> it just becomes its own sort of game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, But, the state of play out of the way... uh. There was also the Pokemon Presents. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, I I was, I, it came out of nowhere as well. I forgot Pokemon Day is in mid-February, uh, or late February, but that kind of came out of nowhere, and they had some information about things. Hey, Pokemon Classic and Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Concierge, like, we're... We're living in the the era of Pokemon. Like Pokemon Concierge, I, I'm I am interested in 100. percent I am interested in Pokemon Concierge, uh, and I'm actually a little interested in how Pokemon Sleep's going to work because I've used some of those sleep apps before, and they did help. Um, so you just like, want to you just want to be stung to sleep by a Pikachu? No, fuck that. No, God, no, no. I don't want to have to hear a fucking Pikachu trying to sing to sleep. Fuck that. No, anything but Pikachu. Like, Way to be a hater. I, Pikachu, I don't need that. Like, that's just gonna be annoying. Um. You're such a hipster. But, no, I just don't like Pikachu. I don't think Pikachu's as great as everyone says he is, and he's not as cute as everyone says he is. He's just cuter Pokemon. No, you're you're a hipster. You you don't think Pikachu's cute. You don't think the Skywalkers are worth following. Like. No, I never (laughs) said, I will. I never said I don't think the Skywalkers are worth following. I'm just tired of a Skywalker story in. A galaxy far, far away. Look, man, that galaxy is not that big. It's a galaxy, though. There's other people. There's other places. There's other star systems and planets. Yo, the galaxy fits on Orion's belt. (laughs) 
that's still there's still a galaxy like there's still um systems in there that they could go for i'm sure but no the, the pokemon sleep thing seems like it could be neat if you're the type of person who like it, likes that sort of data yeah and and it it um it it says like it, it it'll help you sleep it'll it, like they they're quoted with like uh it'll make you excited for waking up and like that's part of my problem is not as much i have a hard time waking up i just don't i'm not I don't look forward to waking up during the week because I fucking work. So that's why I don't go to bed late. But maybe it'll be like something interesting enough to be like, all right, let's get some sleep and let's check my REM cycles and make sure I'm sleeping well. And especially if I do have sleep apnea, like this might help with managing. I mean, it won't really help with managing. No, sleep no, apnea, it, it won't at all. You, you need you need a CPAP machine to help. Yeah, but like it'll still it'll it'll give me parameters that I could try to like it. It makes sleep into a game, which then gives me parameters that I have to try to compete with. I like games, okay? Things need to be games. I mean, that's that's fair. I did appreciate that in the little trailer for it, um, it basically had a, this does not like, this does not make Pokemon sleep next to you, basically. Like, yeah, it's yeah. about, like, AR. I'm like, well, no shit. Well, it, it, it had to be, this is not in-game play or something like that. Like, it was a little, little disclaimer, like, this is not how the game plays. Um... But yeah, they they announced a uh, a uh, uh, Pokemon Training Card Game Classic, which I uh, I reached out to Hype Pokey Pete to see if he knew anything about it. Check him out on YouTube, Hype Pokey Pete. He just released a video uh, on Tuesday. Um, but from what he could tell, from what he's seen, because he knows a lot of the research on the Pokemon cards, um, it seems to be that it's like multiple decks that they're making based off of each of the starter three. So Charizard, or Blastoise, and a Venusaur deck, and it comes so with that. It's, it's like the old school starter decks. Only you're you're guaranteed one of the yeah. the like the 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 three chain evolutions of the starters. Yes, and it comes with this foldable fold out um uh, game board that has all of the added like it, it kind of gives you like when Yu Gi Oh cards came out, they had the play mat. It basically gives you a decent play mat for Pokemon cards now. Plus all the the markers and damage counters and stuff yeah. like that. Um, based it does, on it what, seems like a cool set. Uh, yeah, and based on what he said, he doesn't think it comes with all three decks. So you might have to end up buying it three times to get all three decks. Um, but as we are recording, they just posted more. Like Pokemon just posted information on their website. Oh, really? It. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Trading Card Game Classic includes a game board that folds up to store all the ga- uh, items including Pokemon Trading Card Game Classic, a toolbox for storing stackable damage counters, uh, three Pokemon Trading, Star- Trading Card Game decks featuring Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise, as well as newly printed cards that go along with the classics, three deck boxes featuring energy symbols matching included Pokemon Trading Card Game decks. So maybe it is all three in the one. Who, I, I mean, that's that's I, how it reads. Yeah. It kind of it kind of reads that way. Um, but yeah, there's going to be new, it's, it's a reprint of the original cards with some new ones and it, it's, it's a neat idea. I might, I might buy it just to have it, not even really to play it or anything, just to have it and keep it sealed and just put it back somewhere and maybe sell it in 20 years for money, maybe, or just have it. I'll finally have my first fucking Charizard ever. I never got a I, fucking Charizard. Didn't you have, oh, was it your brother that had yeah. one like stolen? Hey, Eric had four Charizards. He had four Charizards. How the fuck did he have four of them? He had uh, two base sets, one base set two, and a dark Charizard. Um, and one of the base sets did get stolen because he claimed. I mean, not claim, I can't say. I can't. I'm not going to guess. I can say it's 
it's true or not. But he says that this kid stole one uh, because I didn't want to hang out up in my bedroom and I wanted to go play video games. And the dude was still looking through his cards. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs. And the dude, the, the next day, Eric's missing a Charizard. So, but my mom was too afraid to confront the dude's, the kid's mom, because she was like, she's my friend, and I don't want to lose a friend by confronting her and saying that maybe her kid stole something from you. So, Eric lost out on 600 bucks, because this kid's a douchebag. That sounds about right. But, I mean, he still has his Pokemon cards now. He's, he hasn't sold them, so he hasn't lost out on any money, because he hasn't sold them yet. Um, I mean, he never will. Let's be realistic. No, he, he always plays around with the idea of selling them, but never does. Hey, Rich, good news. Um, In, in case you, you were wondering... Um, HBO Max, now streaming the Godzilla Connection, 1954 through 1975. I've watched them all already. Yeah, but now you can rewatch them. Or 1950, that's the original series. That's always yeah. been on there. Oh, they, uh, I just got an email that made it sound like it was new. No, that's how it's always been on there. It's probably because, um, the algorithm saw that you watched a, uh, a kaiju anime. I didn't watch that on HBO, though. But it, the, uh, but, but, but cookies and everything saw that you watched Akira and it, your data got stolen. And I mean, that, that's fair. I'm not sure how, how cookies would come into it because I watched it off of the TV. Look, uh, data knows. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Data knows. Um, but yeah, besides, besides Pokemon, uh, like the things we have mentioned, which Pokemon Concierge is a Netflix series coming out soon this year, uh, or, uh, Zacian's going to be on Pokemon Unite. Which I've been wanting to play that. Uh, I always want to, wanted to play it. I just never got around to like getting hardcore as, into it. As far as MOBAs go, it was it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. There's more Pokemon Cafe Remix stuff. More Pokemon Masters EX stuff. Like, All right. H- hold up for a second. Um. Uh-huh. Just this this Masters EX. Uh-huh. Um. Is anybody else irrationally angry that this shitty mobile game has fucking voice acting and the mainline games don't at uh-huh. all? They have like one line though. That's still, that is one line more per character than anything in any mainline fucking Pokemon game does. I mean, yeah, but I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It, cause. They could have spent two hours, two hours recording lines for that fucking final battle against Leon and Sword and Shield, where you're in a goddamn stadium, and they didn't. It's all text. It's so anticlimactic. But oh, instead, yeah. this bullshit fucking mobile game gets all the bad fucking British accents that Sword and Shield deserve. <laughs> Sounds like a goddamn Xenoblade game. Yeah, it, it, the, the accents were bad. And then fucking, fucking Hop has a legendary Pokemon. Fuck Hop, man. Why does that, he have a I, legendary? That actually ran through my head, too. I'm like, alright, I can see Beta and um, Marnie having, having them. There's no way Hop and his fucking Wooloo caught a fucking Zapdos. Yeah. Like, that bitch runs away from you too fast, and Hop is useless. Yeah. Man, um, fucking Hop. But besides all that, like, there's a new peripheral for the Pokemon Go and, and Pokemon Sleep, which is the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, which, I mean, if you're interested it's, in those, it's a is, bigger, it's a bigger button, which is neat. Yeah, and it's supposed to, it, that is the thing that will sing you to sleep. Um, yeah. But it's it's also going to do what people wanted the original Pokemon Plus to do, which was just automatically catch things for you and spin stops. No, you have to press a button still. I thought the... um. It said with the push of a button, you can throw a Pokemon... You can catch Pokemon with the push of a button. Couldn't you not do that with the original Go Plus, though? No, you could. That's what it was for, was to press a button so you didn't have to keep looking at your screen. 
So then IGN's article is misleading because it literally says, as for its Pokemon Go functionality, the device will finally allow players to catch Pokemon and spin Pokestops automatically, a feature that otherwise has been available only through third-party alternatives. I mean, unless it straight up means you don't even have to press the button, you just walk down the street and it does it. Which Which that would be cool. I didn't get that from the video because they said with the push of a button, you can catch a Pokemon and spin Pokestops. Uh, so I maybe I misinterpreted it. Um, it could be like you push the button and then for like a for until you push it again, it just spins anything and catches anything. That's uh, you, to turn on the Pokemon Go Plus. You press the button and hold it. It turns it on, connects to your phone, and then you press a button to catch a Pokemon. Like I don't understand why that's a big deal. Is well, really what it is. I don't, I don't understand think a, why why it's people not that it's need a big that deal. feature though. So I don't think that part's a big deal, but being able to just walk around and automatically have it spin stops for you, that's actually pretty cool. But I don't understand why. Why is that a big deal? Well, if you still play a lot and you're walking around, say, a city, not having to have your phone out constantly to spin stuff. But but you don't. With the Pokemon Go Plus, you put it in your pocket, and you have the Pokemon Go Plus, and it'll buzz every time you're near a thing, and you just press a button. So what I would do, what I did say when I was running and whatnot, is I held it like a fucking Spider-Man ink, or a Spider-Man web slinger, and I had it in the palm of my hand, and my hand was closed. And every time I heard that buzz, I just clicked. Boom! I caught the Pokemon or not. Why do you now need this idle game, this game that's already an idle game, to be even more idle? Why are you getting so angry about it? No, I'm just, I don't understand why it's a big deal that now this game that is supposed to be interactive is now not. And why are people excited about that? Finally allow players to catch Pokemon and spin Pokestops automatically, a feature that's otherwise been only available through third-party alternatives. What? Then you're not playing the game. You're going for a walk. Exactly. It's not a fun game to play, but you want the numbers to go up. But you're not doing anything with the game then. You're just going for a walk. Somebody's never enjoyed fucking idle games before. I... I... I put in a week spin, like 150 hours in a leaf blower simulator. Is that actually an idle game? Yeah, uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah, you could, it could very much be idle. Like there were times I was streaming and that was just on in the background, or like I'd go to bed and it was just on at night while I was going to bed or playing or, or working or whatever. Like it's literally like there are. Once you, you start off, you have to do stuff, but after a while, it's just like, alright, it's, ju- you can just let it go to gather resources and whatnot. So, like, I, I do get into idle games, but the part, the point of Pokemon Go was to go out and catch the Pokemon and, and interact with the world and whatnot. And now they're selling the ability to go for a walk. Yeah. Then just don't play Pokemon Go! So, and well, go I don't for know, a walk! No, no, so here's what it is. It's honestly, it's selling a thing to make people basically more be playing the game. So they're getting the stuff while they're idly doing whatever other thing they're doing to then have them open the app to find out what the fuck all they got. And then they actually play the game for a little while and then, you know, then go back about their business and do whatever. And not but and that's, you know, have to that's be what, looking at their phone or doing whatever the entire but time. But that was the Pokemon Go Plus. It was just a button that you press the button every time it buzzes. But now you don't have to actually have it in your hand to feel it buzz. So you're not playing the game. 
Exactly. You, arguably, but you're not playing the game either with the, the pushing of the button. Like, but and it's not what? really about playing the game. Like, if you if you have limited items and you need items, being able to just drop that in your bag and just have it collect items for you as you go, super That's what useful. Pokemon Go Plus did that. Yeah, you if you hit blue. the button. Yeah, you just press the button. But like, I if I I I'm not buying this, and I didn't buy the other one. Like, I have zero interest in it. Um, but I don't want to have to walk around with the thing in my fucking hand and press the button if I'm just trying to collect items. I just want to collect the items so that I can then try and catch things later. It just, I, I just, it to me, it's it's silly that you're taking more of the game functionality away by by doing an automatic catch and capture. Also, getting. Like leveling up in that game became very hard at a certain point. Um, I know. I was being able. I was, I was very high level. But being able to just have it automatically catch things throughout the day for you to just get you that little bit of experience, it's going to make people that are trying to get up to like level cap for things just easier. I mean, I'll, like the only the only thing like maybe in a city this might be very useful in a place where it's highly dense and there's a lot of pokestops and pokemon in, in well yeah areas. it's useless in the suburbs but, or like in the middle of nowhere but like if i'm going for a jog around um the the the, the lake which if i remember correctly had like six or seven pokestops in Audubon lake really like yeah they had a lot of pokestops and there was a lot of pokemon there i didn't realize they had that many stops or or if i went to uh Gloucester Memorial Park out near um, the Evesham area, like that that park, that mile long track, less than a mile long track. I think it's like maybe seven, uh, like three quarter mile long track. Every bench along that was a Pokestop, so like you could get thirty Pokestops in 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 point seven miles. So it's like like maybe in those locations it might work a little bit better if it. If you don't have to wait for the button to catch and press and everything, it just does everything automatically. And like you're throwing out Pokeballs and hitting Pokestops all at the same time. But otherwise, like I just I think it's silly that you're now taking away more of this game that you already took. That like, look, I got a Pokemon Go Plus. I actually have had two because I don't know what happened to my first one, but my buddy when he moved away gave me his his when he 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 moved because he stopped playing it. So like I. I, I don't know how I lost my Pokemon Go Plus. I think it, like, fell out of my pocket or something. Um, but, like, I had two of them. And, it, like, it wasn't... It's not... It, to me, it's not inconceivable to just press a button every time it buzzes. It's not a pain in the ass. It's not an issue. Like I said, I'm out... If I'm out walking and I'm talking to my friends and I feel a buzz... Like, I would, I'd be walking around with people I know at Six Flags. I haven't gone to Six Flags in 30 years. But still, I'd be walking around at Six Flags talking to my friends. And I would still have the button just in my the palm of my hand. Just pressing the button every time I felt the buzz. Like, it's, it's not distracting. For you. For some people it is. And, yeah. Like uh, I maybe. get it. I don't want one, but like I get it. Like uh, if I if I was in this if I was in Philly, like just for the day, like not there to play, but wanted to like fill up my bags, like having something like that, if I still played Pokemon Go, would be great. Cause then like I don't have to like pay attention to my phone. I don't have to walk around with my phone out to spin stuff. I don't have to keep a little fucking button in the palm of my hand and press it every time I hear it I feel it vibrate. I can just have that thing in my pocket and when I get home, open the game up and catch stuff because I have a bunch of items to do that with now. Exactly. Like the catching thing, I like. 
I agree. Like, the, like if you're going to catch things, just catch them, like, manually, because otherwise your boxes are just going to get full of fucking bullshit Pokemon you don't need, and then you have to spend half an hour fucking transferring them anyway. Yeah. They want to get you into the app. Yeah. So that's but you exactly still what need, the fuck that does. You still need to open the app. Fucking literally what I just said. They want you to do no, is open the no, app. But, but listen to me. Listen to me. To play Pokemon Go with your Pokemon Go Plus Plus, you still need to open the app before you even go out of your house. Before you even start collecting things, because you need to connect it to your Pokemon Go Plus. You need to have the app opened. You can you, and and not closed out completely. Just on in the background, so you can like swipe it away or whatever. Just as long as it's open, you need to connect it to your phone. You need to connect the Pokemon Go Plus Plus to your phone with the app open on your phone as well. So either way, with the Pokemon Go Plus or the Plus Plus, you need to have the game open to play. Like, is this like like when you had to have the the your screen on and it like actively no, playing, or can not, the screen be off? The screen can be off with both the Go with the Go Plus. The screen can be off. Okay, so I again, I never had yeah. the Go Plus. I, I think they're. It, I honestly think they're both fucking stupid, and I don't want them because that game is not fun. Oh, but okay. like I understand uh-huh. why people would want them. But having the like what you just described is basically connecting your fucking earbuds to your phone to listen to music. Yeah, like, like I yeah. have to, I have to pair my earbuds and then open up Spotify, find the playlist I want, connect it. This is just open Pokemon Go, pair the thing, hit the thing. But I just. I just wanted to be sure that you guys understood that even if you went into the city and you just wanted to collect things, you it wasn't just as easy as turning on the Pokemon Go Plus Plus or the Pokemon Go Plus. It might be different for the Plus Plus, but it wasn't just as easy as turning on the Pokemon Go Plus. You needed to actually open the game on your phone before it would actually work. Well, and like that's not a big deal. Like it's not it's not that opening the game is a problem. It's walking around staring at your phone, waiting until something pops up or until you get close enough to swipe it. Mm-hmm. That's like, if you're not out to act, like, it's different if, like, you're out in the city to play. Like, back when, like, the game was big, like, we went out to, like, Philly a few times and, like, did a bunch of raids and stuff like that. That's different. Like, you're actively going out to play the game. Right. But if you're just, if, like, we're just in Philly because we're going to a concert or we're going to get dinner and we're, like, walking around beforehand... You know, having that thing in my pocket and have it just collect items, like, I wouldn't complain about having to open it up and hit a button to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I just, like I said, you're taking more of the game away from the game. But it's not taking just, the game away from, it's not like, oh, now you can't play the game normally. It's, but you're, there's another way to get you to be involved with the game. That's what the thing, that's what both these Pokemon Go plus you know what they both but are. It, it like because like here's the thing: if there's a new Pokemon around, it, you with the Pokemon Go Plus and the Plus Plus, you only get one chance to catch a Pokemon. You throw, you hit the button once, and if it catches the Pokemon, it catches. If it doesn't, it runs away. You get one chance. You get one Pokeball. If the Plus glowed yellow, I think that meant that it was a Pokemon you never seen before. So to me, that meant all right. Let me actually pull out my phone and pay attention and actually try to catch this thing I've ever caught. Before. Instead of just pressing a button and walking away. With the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, that's now gone. Because you're not paying attention to the button. You're not paying attention to anything. So like, you don't, you're, you are not actively playing the game because it's in your pocket. It's a, but you're not playing the game. Right. So what but, though? But it's not for 
play for people, like Cobb said multiple times, it's not for people that are trying to actively play the game at the time. It's for people just, like Cobb said, going into a city, doing some other thing, and then when you get home, it's like, oh, hey, cool, let me open up Pokemon and see all what fuck happened today, all everything I got, go through, clear everything out, wind up fucking spending a dollar on some fucking bullshit. Realizing that you're out of storage and you now have to give them $10 to buy coins so that you yes. can upgrade your storage. 100%. Because let's be real. The, Rich, do you remember how much the, the first plus was? It was like 20 or 30, I think, right? Something like that. I don't remember. I'm sure this one is going to be. So if, if the original was 30, this one is at least 40, probably 50. Um, because it, they're also tying it in with the sleep and I could see them charging a premium for that. Um, so you're, you're giving them 50 ish dollars for the device and then they don't care if you play the game or not. They only care if you spend money in the game by having a thing that automatically fills your bags for you. That almost guarantees people are going to get annoyed enough to spend more money in the game because like, if my shit's full, but I'm like, oh, I have 300 Pokeballs. I'm not going to delete a Pokeball. I need those. I'll just give them a few dollars to up my storage by 50 points. Yeah, and look, I just... the three of us don't have that mentality. Actually, I, I, I assume you two don't. I know I don't. But, like, that is the fucking gambling mentality of these, like, mm-hmm. like, like mobile, like, microtransaction games. Like, they're banking on the people that are like, oh, I, I, I need these things. I can't let them go. Here's money. Just let me have more things instead. Mm-hmm. I, like, like, look, play, play how you're going to play. I just think it's silly that people want an automatic feature in this. Like I said, then just go for a walk and don't play the game. But you're not getting I points that way. <laughs> but who cares? Just go for a walk. Why do you, you care? Ju- you clearly if you just, care. No, if you don't want to play the game, then just go for a walk. You just got done telling us that you want everything in your life to be a game. <laughs> I do want everything in my life to play to be a game, but I want it to be a game that I play. I want it to be a game that, like, like I, I want the feel of a game. <laughs> For me, having, like, tell, giving me, hey, you're going to go catch Pokemon, even if it's just me pressing a button that's a, that, that I have Spider-Man around my, my hand, it's still some interactivity, and maybe that's in part part ADHD or something, it gives me something to do and to focus on at times when there's nothing really to focus on, or it's like a fidget thing. Maybe. Who knows? But you give me something where you say, hey, we're going to go play Pokemon Go. Just put this in your pocket and connect it to your phone. And I'm not playing Pokemon Go now. I'm just going for a walk. I mean, yes, uh, yes. that is true. And if somebody, if somebody said, hey, we're going to go play Pokemon Go, and then everyone just put these in their pockets, then they're fucking morons and they wasted their money. But like, there are people that are 100% going to do that because people are morons and they like wasting money. I also have bad news for you, buddy. Sleeping, not interactive, you cannot make a game out of sleeping. No, but, like, it's, for me, I've already said 100 times, it's not about sleeping. I like sleep. It's about waking up because I don't like waking up. Giving that's still not going to be a, that's Give, still not going to be a fun game there, but Giving, but no, the, I 100% know Pokemon Sleep is not a game. It is a sleep, it's a sleep app. It is a sleep aid. I, like I said, I've used these in the past, and they've kind of helped uh, with with being able to wake up. Back when I worked at McDonald's, I had an app on my phone because I'd have to wake up at like 3.30 in the morning or something like that. I had an app on my phone that would track my REM cycles and wake me up as close to my time as possible. That's after, awful. I'm sorry. After, 
after a REM cycle so that it would be the optimal time to wake me up. And I, it helped me wake up on time to get to work on time because I'd have to be there so early. So I'd set it at like 10, 11 o'clock at night, lay down and go to sleep. And it would wake, it would find a good time between a REM cycle to wake me up. And so like the alarm is like, here's a half hour time window. Wake me up sometime around there. And it would wake me up sometime within that time window. It wasn't always the same time, but I was up because I wasn't in the middle of a REM cycle at that time. Like, that's how this app works. That's how Pokemon Sleep works. Is It's going to record uh, your sleep patterns. It's going to let you know if you made any noise. It's going to let you know how much you moved. Uh, so you're into voyeurism. <laughs> a little bit, sure. <laughs> but like that's that's Pokemon Sleep. Like I know it's not in our, I know it's not a game. I'm not looking for a game for sleep. But it's like it's gonna make you be excited to wake up. I'm like, yeah, what kind of Pokemon fell asleep next to me? Let's make waking up interactive. What kind of Pokemon uh, watched me while I slept? What kind of Pokemon <laughs> besides Chase fell asleep on my bed with me? Huh? Like, come on now. Chase I is want, a dog. I know he's he's a doggo Pokemon. But anyway. Son of the oh no I'm sorry real quick real quick real quick the Pokemon Go Plus Plus is fifty five dollars that's absurd I was very close though I'm not surprised it has a speaker so it's going to be more just because I can make a speaker give me some fucking metal point and a magnet this this metal string the Pokemon the Pokemon Go Plus was a literal button with an LED and Bluetooth connectivity. This is a, this has a speaker on it. And they also, they said in the, in the, uh, thing, um, that they plan on adding more functionality with Pokemon Go. It does also have a Pikachu in it. And it has a Pikachu in it, and Pikachu makes noise. It's, I mean, it's, look, the, I think the button was 30 bucks, which it's, it's, it's a fucking LED and Bluetooth connectivity. That's it. A button with LED and Bluetooth connectivity is $30. So I'm not surprised this thing's 50 bucks. Um, but they also announced, expansions for Scarlet and Violet in this thing, which I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I fell off hard of Scarlet and Violet, and I don't really know if I want to go back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never finished it. Um, I finished uh, the, the dude's quest with his dog, um, and I finished Starfall, maybe, I think? Pretty sure? Star, Star Street Academy? Or the Star Star Street, whatever? The, the, the Starfall, the Operation Starfall. Yeah, where you, yeah. the, you had to beat all the team whatever people. Yeah, but team you, star. You, you never, you never, you never made it down to area zero or anything like that. No, because I never finished the Pokemon League stuff because I just fucking lost interest. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. but they're they're introducing a handful of uh Pokemon into the game that were already in there. They're also there's two new legendaries. Uh, these these DLCs come out fall and winter of this year. Um. One Which of, seems weird. Like they're only going to be a couple months apart. I, so were the other ones. I thought the, the one was wasn't the one like June and the other one was like November. I mean, that's still that's summer it's, and fall. So th- what they said twenty twenty three for both of them. So I was thinking like September and December just seems very close together. I, but it's I mean it, it, yeah, and it could be September or December, but July August. That's five months between June and November. It's three between september and december but maybe maybe there's just no maybe they i don't know what the player base is of scarlet and violet maybe it dropped hardcore maybe there's not as many people playing it maybe they're trying to pull people in by promising these things maybe they have more dlcs in store who knows um but it like literally like the, the dlcs even like 
didn't really interest me. The first one interested me more than the second one, because the first one, you go to the region that the additional legendaries in Scarlet and Violet are from. So, I don't know if you guys know what the other legendaries are, but they're all, like, Chinese uh, referenced. And so you go to that region that the those ones that you legendaries get from, are from breaking the the sword the, things, the seals. Yeah, they're all like a different. They're not like Spanish based. They're all like Chinese based, like Lao Shan or stuff like. I that. I only vaguely knew that. Yeah, so you go to a different region. The only way you would know exactly the information about that is actually to go to history class in the game. Um, oh, yeah. Look at that. Going to school teaches you <laughs> things. Uh, so you go to the different regions, but then the second one, you, you go to like, it's called the Indigo Disc, and you go, you attend, uh, you, you, you're an exchange student again. Oh, I don't think you were an exchange student in this no, one. No, you're just a new student at this yeah. one. You, you're now an exchange student at Blueberry Academy, which is a floating disc on the water. I, I just, I don't care. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't care. It's, I, that, it's just, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I thought the school idea was neat for these games when, like, it was first announced and everything. But if it's going to be more of, you have to just sit there and read text for classes to learn things, and then, and, and, I just don't care. Yeah, I might try and finish the base game before then, and then make the decision. But, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, it's not that the DLC doesn't look interesting at all, it's just... The base game just didn't hold my attention yeah. all that much. So it's yeah. like, do I want to spend another $40 on something that completely lost my attention? Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially, like, I enjoyed Sword and Shield and the DLC for the most part. Like, it had its problems, but I had fun and, with most of it. That's, that's yeah, that's the other thing. Like, the DLC for Sword and Shield was... Uh, the first one was good, but the second one, to me, was a letdown. Oh, yeah, I didn't enjoy the second one, because I, th- I it was... put too much of a focus on the stuff I didn't like, like the fucking raids and stuff. The, the raids, and just, it, it was, it, there was no, like, actual, like, it, there was a pseudo-story with it, but, like, I, when you give me all 40, 4,500 legendaries on a single island, I lose interest in Pokemon and legendaries, because they're not legendary anymore. Uh, but, yeah, that was, yeah. that was, that was the, uh... The, the, the Pokemon presents. I was, it was, I mean, it was whatever. It was interesting. Like, the announcement for Zassian in, in, uh, the, the, the MOBA game was probably my most interested thing. Oh, into Unite? Into Unite, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that one did seem like it, it was more interesting than some of the other stuff, but, you know, it's, it's just more mobile games that I will never touch. <laughs> um, but Rich, how has a uh, Son of the Forest been? Sons of the Forest. There's an S. Oh, I don't There's care. An S. Sons of the Forest. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, the Forest is a game made by I, I believe the studio is called Midnight. Um, it was a survival game with uh, you have to deal with creepy uh, cannibals coming and attacking you. You base building and exploring caves and whatnot. Sons of the Forest is, as far as we know, a sequel. I'm actually kind of thinking it's a prequel. Um, but it's a sequel or just a within that uh, area of or within that realm of the forest made by Midnight again, uh, where it's again, it's base building and exploring dungeons and crafting and, and like a full on or a, a Richie game. Like that's what you guys said. It is absolutely it is a me game. It is I'd spent an hour bi- building my base. Um, 
it, you, if you were to come watch me play, you wouldn't realize it because I died before I could save after building that base. Well, man, and lost an hour. At the game. Jeez. Let me tell you, this game's hard, man. I died. Is this the oh, one? Is this the one that you were saying like scared the shit out of you? I think you said that on like Discord or something. Um, maybe I might be misremembering maybe. entirely. I don't know. I, I when when was this? I, maybe yesterday. Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, I feel like I remember you saying something somewhere about like the game being like legitimately scary and like, but m- maybe I'm re- misremembering. Oh yeah, I, I I said it. Sons of the Forest is scary in multiple ways. To start, the cannibals are tougher and smarter. Um, but also I got lost playing and could easily put down, like, I, I played from six to 10 o'clock without even realizing it was six to 10 o'clock. Like once it was 10 o'clock, I was like, oh shit, I feel like it's been 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, the, the cannibals are smarter. They react differently to the environment. Um, they, they are very strong, very strong. I feel like they need to do some balancing on that because, you have, in, in this game, you can get, like, several different kinds of armor. You can get leaf armor, you can get hide armor, bone armor, and tech armor. All of the armors take one hit to be destroyed. If you have leaf armor, if you get hit, you lose all your leaf armor. But hide armor, bone armor, and tech armor all take one hit. But they're all harder to make, like, progressively harder to make with each other. So, why are they all getting damaged and destroyed after one hit? Yeah, that seems uh, wrong. <laughs> But it's also, like, the amount... So, for instance, to make hide armor, you need two pieces of hide and some cloth. It's the easiest armor to make. It's not cheap, though. To make bone armor, you need eight bones, uh, some rope, some duct tape, and... Or eight bones, some rope, and some cloth. Which, again, is not cheap to make. That's a lot of resources needed to make this stuff. Mm -hmm. And tape, tape and cloth are very hard to find in this game. So, like, you're requiring so much for me to find this stuff. Like, it's fine that they get destroyed after a hit or two. Like, that's how the first game was. But you either need to make some of these rare supplies more common, or you need to make them more versatile. You need to make them have... Make them have better endurance. Because it's just... I had a full set of armor. I went into a cave, and within 20 seconds, they were all gone. Because it is... When you go into a cave, it's fucking dark. You don't have a flashlight. All you have is a little plasma lighter uh, that you can light, and it'll glow the area around you. That is the best thing to use, by the way, in these games, if you're trying to light an area, is your lighter, because the torch is a main hand item only, and it is too bright and does not light enough area. So, like, it kind of, like, the flare of the flame covers up too much of the screen itself for you to actually be able to effectively see. Uh, it, it's kind of a pain. It really is. Um, but, like, like the game itself, it, it's fun. It's it's more the forest. It's a bigger island. Um, but I have complaints. I have, like, I wish, I wish, I wish they had some form of fast travel because the island is as big as it is. Uh, yesterday I played for about an hour and a half, two hours. I swore I saved because I made at least three bases along this, along the way of just exploring the island. I swore I saved. And all I was doing was walking around the island. It took me like three or four in-game days to get to this point, And then I die. And I lost two hours worth of progress. And it's only because I was in a rush to get back to my main base because I was out of supplies entirely. I was out of ammo for my... I was out of arrows. 
I was running out of food, like, and I just needed to get back to base. And I just, I was probably at least two days travel in game from my base to be even be able to do anything with it. So with the size of the island, they need to make a way to travel faster. They need to either have like horses or something. There's fucking golf carts all around the island because they started to build a golf course on the island. Let me like repair a golf cart so I can drive that around. Was there any, uh, like, fast travel or vehicles in the first one, or was it just not big enough to really need it? It, it wasn't big enough to really need it. You can okay. get from one side of the island to the other within a day. This one, it's it's huge. It's huge. How long is a day in-game? An in-game day is probably about 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, okay, um, so, like, it's it's a decent amount of time. Yeah, it is it is a decent chunk of time to go through a day. Uh, I, I haven't fully like, counted it, but I'm guessing at least 30 minutes for a day. Um, that's usually how some of those games work for, like, a day, for a day-night cycle that the 12 hours, 12 to 14 hours a day time is usually about a half hour, and then you can sleep at night, so then it goes to the next morning when you wake up. Uh, but it's just, yeah, there's the, the, there's also a major lack of points of interest to explore. So in the isle, in the first forest, it was a peninsula that you were, uh, on, um, and from the snow, it was snow cap region and all the way to the tip of the peninsula, there were caves all over the place that like weren't map. You weren't on your map unless you found them. Uh, but if like there were, they were, uh, very, very common to find them. But because of the size of this map for sons of the forest there, it doesn't feel like the caves are as frequent. And so since there's not as many caves, there's also just not as many things to do besides running around. You'll eventually, you'll occasionally come up to a, a, a cannibal camp and, and things like that. But just in general, that doesn't feel like there's enough within the scope of where you're running around in. And which would, if they made a fast travel type, like a mount or, or something would make it easier mm-hmm. to be able to like get around and explore that stuff. And you can get through all the fluff. Because let me tell you, the game looks fucking beautiful. Uh, the where I built my uh, main base at, which I thought at the time was the middle of the island, it's not. Um, is gorgeous. It's stunning. There's it's, there's a lake right in front. There's trees all the way around. It's on like the top of this like little plateau. It's very beautiful, and it's such a gorgeous game. And like the the how the grass and how everything interacts and the physics with this game is gr- is awesome. And like even the AI for the for the the cannibals is really good, but like it's just there there is there is uh, there's a lot to wish for, and it is early access. It is it's not complete. The first I guess because there were so many people out there wanting this game, they decided instead of waiting until it was more complete to release it and update it as time goes on. Um, which a lot of these survival games do. They release, like, even Grounded, one of the biggest survival games out there right now, they didn't have the full story available when it first launched. And as they updated things and made things work better and updated different areas and made more locations more accessible, that's when they added more and more of the story. I don't even think Grounded had a major story content right at the beginning. I'm not really sure, though. Um, but it's just like, the first update's in a few days, so hopefully maybe they add some things, because it is, it is missing a lot. There is, uh, 
like one thing they did cool in this game is you can gather water from any stream, whereas in the first one it was only at certain locations, so you'd have to make a water catch. There's no water catch in this game. Uh, another good thing that they, they had in the first game was like a sled that you could build that then you can pile on supplies like rocks, logs, or twigs, or, or, or branches, or sticks to then carry t- more to your base. Cause you can only initially carry two, or you can set up this slide that will have like two logs, or this, this sled can carry like eight. There's none of that. So like, I, as I was building my base, I would have to go chop down a tree, grab two logs, run to my base, place them, go back out, grab two more logs, go back, place them. And it was getting very tedious, especially since um, in the first one, it was like place building where you have, like, you can set up a blueprint and you, this is what you want to build, and you just get your supplies and build it. Uh, for certain aspects of this game, like building a gate around your compound or a fence around your compound, that is all free building. There is no blueprint setup. So you just have to sit there and go grab it and place it right next to the previous log, which is both good and bad because it's it becomes more tedious. If you're trying to make a gate or, or like a fence around your, your, your home, you have to do it one by one. And you can't tell, if you're playing single player, you can't tell your little AI partner companion, hey, build this for me by placing the, the, um, the blueprints and then he do the rest. So it's just like, it, it is, it's, they did a lot of cool and interesting things in this, but it is still missing a lot. And I am, I'm excited to see where it goes, but I hope they at least try to balance some of the AI, or not balance the AI, but balance the damage dealt from the characters. Maybe make your companions a little, like the, the AI for your companions isn't the greatest. I had to constantly tell my, uh, his name is Kelvin, my AI dude. Hey, go grab logs. And every time I told him, go grab logs, he wouldn't do it. So I eventually just told him, Hey, follow me. And I went out to an area. And like, since he wasn't actually grabbing logs, I said, clear 20 meters and just chop down all the trees 20 meters around this spot right here. And it's just like, all right, great. And he just started chopping logs while I was grabbing them and placing them in my, my fence. I mean, that seems useful. He was being very useful at that time. But there are other times he's not being useful. And then you get, uh, you, your main goal of the game is to find these three people who got lost in the forest. You eventually meet the first one, Veronica, very early on. If you don't do anything, uh, to harm her, she'll, like, kind of follow you around. But she doesn't actually really follow you around. So I gave her my pistol, cause you can, uh, to like, hey, follow me around and help defend me. She left the second I gave her my pistol. She just ran oh, that's away. Fucked. Um, and like there was an instance where she like came up to me at one point, and there were a couple of cannibals, and she has my pistol, and I don't have the time to take it off of her to to fight them myself because I was out of arrows, and she's just scared, and she shoots two shots and then runs away, and I'm like, well, this is frustrating. Um, and there's like there's even things like I have you can to make a rain catch in the first forest, you need some sticks and a turtle shell. Well, I killed a turtle, get some meat, I took the shell. There's nothing to do with the turtle shell. It's just sitting in my inventory right now. If I click to add, I can't even click to add it to the crafting spot to see what I would need to craft anything with it. And when going through my buildable things, I can't do anything with it. So I, I don't know if I'm, maybe it's a free build thing that I would need to do with that or what, but there's just, there's, there's still a lot of learning I need to do. 
and a lot of exploring I need to do in this game, especially to get to the supplies I need to be ready to even delve into the first cave you come across. Because I've ran into that like two or three times and died each time because it's just, it's too, it's way too dark and there's just so many enemies and they hit you so hard. But at least like you said, like, or it, it sounds like they are going to be updating it and patching yeah. it. Like you said, the first patch comes out in a few days. Yeah, the first update should come out. I think it's in like, I think it's the, uh, let's see. I think it might be the ninth. No, it's even sooner than that. It might be like the sixth or something. Um, so hopefully they it, like balance things out a little bit better. Yeah, it might, it might be the, I think it was like nine days from yesterday or something. Uh, so it might be the eighth. I'm not 100% sure, but they are, they are updating it. They are keeping it updated. You can do the entire story run right off the get go. Like, if you were to just stick with the story and try to... You can find these people that you're trying to find to do the story from what I'm seeing right away. Which, to me, is kind of a little bit of a a bummer that they released it in early access and you can play the whole game right now. Because it's like, there's so much la- so much missing to me, it feels. That, like, for if, if somebody were to just play this game for the story, they, like, hopefully they got their money's worth it because they're never going to play the game again. Potentially. But yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. If you like those type of games, if you like those survival horror type games, definitely check it out. It will be I'll be posting it on my YouTube uh in in a few weeks when it comes up to its stream. I think I did uh Sunday, Monday and Tuesday on stream with it. So I'll be posting those and I'll be giving you more of my viewpoint of it on those po- on those YouTubes or you can watch my vods on Twitch to watch Don't it. Don't threaten people. I didn't threaten. I just said you could watch my VOD, man. It sounds like a threat to me. No, it's not. Uh, all done. We'll talk about the uh, the forest, yeah. though. Or yeah. The Sons of the forest. Sons of the forest. Yes. Oh, that's not the time. So what how, am I doing? How's how is books? Books are good. Books are good. Um. So I I finished two books this this past week. Um. I read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for the first time. Um. Did not realize that was a series and that there were multiple books. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I think four of them were written by Douglas Adams, and then there's like one or two that were written after he died. Um, but yeah, no idea that that was a series of books. Um, the first one, at least, absolutely delightful. It's like, have either of you ever seen the movie from like yes. 2006? I love the movie. I loved it so much. So I've never seen the movie either. So I don't really have like a lot of, um, like I, I went into this mostly blind. Like, I, kn- I knew the basic concept was, like, the Earth got destroyed, and there was a depressed android voiced by Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. Where um, there, there, were, there were dolphins singing so long for well, and thanks for all the fish, because apparently dolphins are aliens. Um, also mice. Is, mice are aliens. I, they, that's not something they showed in the, in the movie. So, uh, it, in the book, mice are actually the true rulers of the planet Earth. They are a um, paradimensional being who, when they manifest in our dimension, they manifest as small mice. But um, in their dimension, they are apparently like a normal size, like humanoid creature. Weird. And a thing happened, and like like th- this is where the plot goes for this book. A thing happened millions of years ago, and they built a computer to try and figure out the meaning of life and everything in the universe. Um, and it took that computer like seven million years to figure it out. Yeah. Um. And the, that's where the 42 comes from. Yes. They, um, they, they didn't show that as the mice in the movie. They just showed that there was a, a, th- there was it 
They, like that that computer, and they that's pretty much the movies. I'm trying to find the computer. Yeah, so it's basically mice are what built that initial computer, and then when that computer gave them the answer of 42, and then tells them that they need a more powerful computer to figure out what the actual question is. Um, they then build the planet Earth, and the Earth is a computer essentially. Okay. Um, and it spends the next seven bil- seven million years or whatever running the calculations to try and decide what the actual question is that led to the answer of 42. Uh-huh. Um, but then the Earth gets destroyed, what, like, one hour prior to the, the computations being complete. And the only person who potentially has the answer still in them is the, the your main guy, Arthur. Martin Freeman. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, But, like, it's such a weird, disjointed book where, like... Where it starts and where it ends are just two totally different places. Um, I love that their ship is just, it, it has an improbability engine. So yeah. it's just, everything that happens just happens based on like how improbable it actually was. Yeah. Like, um, Arthur and Ford get picked up by this ship just by random happenstance because it was so, so improbable that two guys literally floating in the vacuum of space would be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they mentioned a little bit on that. Like there's, uh, at one point in the movie, I can't remember that like people get ejected or something, and one of them turns into a potted plant, and the other one turns into a whale because of the oh improbability. Yeah, yeah that that is when they're um part of the plot is they're trying to find this planet that basically went missing hundreds of thousands of years ago, years ago, and they were a planet that used to make other planets, and the whole thing was they basically put themselves into like hypersleep. Because the market on planets had, like, diminished. So they were waiting for it to bounce back before they came back and, like, would do that stuff. Um, in the book, it wasn't people that got transformed. It was, I believe it was two rockets or two missiles that were coming at them. That, that might have been it. That might have been what it was. But yeah, one of them was, it, it was a potted plant and, like, a like a sperm whale. Um, and then they both fell to the, the planet and the plant, you know, shattered and the whale died. Yeah, um, yeah, like it's just so absurd and funny, and even just the way it opens up with um, Arthur that they're trying to destroy his home to build a throughway. Yeah, um, and he's just laying in front of a, a a a bulldozer trying to stop them from doing it, and Ford shows up and convinces the foreman guy to like lay in his place, um, so that they could go have a drink before the world ends, and then the Earth gets destroyed moments after his house does. So that they can build an interstellar throughway. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's a, it's a good time. Um, and the, the version of the book that I got, um, it had like a forward sort of thing by Douglas Adams that basically explained like the idea of the book came to him while he was laying drunk in a field <laughs> in some like little English village or German village or something like that. Like, all right, man, that's, that is the most seventies ass story I have ever heard. Yeah. Also, it's wild that that book is from the 70s. <laughs> like, I think it was 78 or 79 was when it was released. And, like, even even the bits on Earth, like, do not feel that dated. Just, there's not really reference to, like, technology in a lot of ways. But then, like, when they do get into space and they're they're doing more things with, um with, like, advanced technology, like, at no point was I'm like, oh, like, this is so old that they didn't really understand, like, what things would be like. There, there are definitely cases like that where they talk about um, 
it it sounds like in certain instances um the computer wasn't speaking it was just displaying text or at least that's the way it read to me and i'm like okay had this been written you know 15 years later it probably would have all been like um digital but things still are like a little analog it was it was highly enjoyable though if you've never read or watched uh, i'm assuming that the movie is just as good um yeah, you never yeah. read the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy though definitely worth reading it's also very short so rich like i know you were interested in trying to find like some shorter books it's like 200 pages 250 pages like it's a very quick read listen sir You've been more active on my um, wanting to read one book a month than I have on my wanting to read one book a month. I'm behind by every book. I think I read four books in February. Yeah. five. Mr. Overachiever over here. Do less. Play more video games. I read before bed. Play video games before bed. I can't. The video games are downstairs. Bring them upstairs. No, that's a bad idea. Um, But yeah, Hitchhikers is great. Uh, The other one that I checked out... um, there's a, a, a fantasy trilogy called the Greenbone Saga. Greenbone Saga. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the first book is called Jade City. Um, the author's name is Fonda Lee. Um, it's a really fucking cool like concept and everything for a book. Um, it's not so much... It's not fantasy in like the high fantasy like knights and magic and kings and stuff like that. It's more like an urban fantasy. Like it, it's... I don't know that it's set in a present-day adjacent world, but it's definitely set in a more modern world where there are cars and televisions. Um, doesn't seem like there are cell phones or computers, really. Um, and the, the the story makes it sound like this is like a post-World like World War, post-Vietnam War sort of era. Um, and the, the setting for it is there is this island nation um, that this special type of jade comes from. Um, it's the only place in the world where this jade happens, and people that have a certain sensitivity to it basically get superpowers from it. Yeah. Um. So if they if they have jade and they 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 have it on their body, um, they can like they get enhanced strength, enhanced speed, the ability to like deflect things with like their presence, so they can like deflect um bullets and knives and literally use that power to just like push tables and stuff at people. Um, they can channel things, um, so they can channel the energy into somebody to heal them or to kill them. Um, and the more jade that they have on them, the more powerful they become. But there's, there, it's like a double-edged sword because it also makes, it, it, it acts like a drug too. Like when they remove the jade from them, like there is an actual withdrawal that they'll go through. Um, and not everybody has a tolerance for it. So even people from this, this island nation, um, Sometimes they're they can't handle it correctly, and they actually do basically become addicted to it the way that you'd imagine like people become like addicted to heroin or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they get what's called the itches, where they they they're basically crawling out of their own skin. Um, there's one character that's um, referenced in the book that she got it, and um, she was found in a bathtub actually taking a cheese grater to her arms because she couldn't stop the itching. Yeah, but um, on top of like like that like the setting. Um, it's a, it's also like a crime family drama. So like, like a godfather or, or something like that, where you have these two clans that at one point they were allies during like this war. Um, and after the war, they kind of like split, um, with how they wanted things to be. And the two like original heads of it have been either died or are so old that they just can't lead it anymore. 
So it's like the new generation is leading it. Um, the family we follow is the No Peak clan, and it's um, it's the oldest brother is now the head of the clan, and then the middle brother is, or the younger brother, I should say, is um, he's what's called the Horn. He's ba- he's basically the enforcer. Like he's the one who um runs all of the the fighters and everything. Um, and then they have a sister who has left the family. Like she stopped wearing jade. She went to another country to study, and she's just come back to the island and is looking for a way to live there, but not get pulled back into like all the family drama. Meanwhile, the other clan, um, the new leader for them is a fucking sociopath and just murders everybody and is actively trying to start a war with them. Um, and you have the, the leader of, of the one that we're following, like, he's very level-headed. He doesn't want there to be a war, but he understands that they also can't just roll over and let this other clan do what they want. So there's, like, a lot of confrontation in this book, and it doesn't always go the way you expect it to. Um, but it has some of maybe the best character arcs I have ever read. Okay. Um, and just... Everything about about this first book, like the the characters are, are incredibly compelling. Even when they, um, the middle brother Hilo, it like I said, he's like the enforcer. He is simultaneously like the world's biggest asshole, but also the most caring and like sincere fucking person. Um, like if if he is on your side, he will do anything to make sure that like you are like protected and taken care of. But if you cross him he will fucking burn you to the ground. <laughs> um and like for being for being so high in their organization, like he's 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 essentially second in command. Um he treats everybody below him like they are a person. Like he doesn't act like the the lowest rung of like his fighters are just like fodder. Like he is legitimately upset when like he finds out one of them is murdered and um even like the kids that are coming up in like it's weird. So these families, um, while they are crime families, they are at that point of being crime families where they're basically a legitimate form of government also. Um, so like they have seats on the local government. Like they help like they have say in the control and set sale of the jade that is mined on their island because other countries want this stuff even though the other countries can't use it the same way and their people actually die from using it. Um, but so like they have um, both clans have academies that <laughs> basically just teach kids how to use Jade and become fucking either fighters for, for them or businessmen for them. And he even like goes to these school, like the schools and like treats all these students like they're actually like important members of like their clan, even though they're not yet. Like he doesn't know them from like the back of it for like from anybody else. Um, but it's just, it was a really, really good fucking book. Um, I could not recommend it enough. Um, there's still two more, um, Jade Legacy or Jade War and Jade Legacy are the, the next two in the trilogy. Um, with how this first one ended, um, it, it's almost like it, for being the first book in the trilogy, it kind of has that like Empire Strike Backs feel of, it ends with just everything sucks. Like, they kind of made it out okay. Like, like by the time everything wrapped up, like the world hadn't been destroyed yet, but like no one really won either. So I'm like curious to see like how things go into the next one. Since being that it's called Jade War, I imagine that both sides are going to like come to like real blows between each other. Yeah. But that, that book, Rich, probably too long for you to get through right now. How long is it? Uh, I think it's like 500, 600 pages. Um, 
probably. But I mean, <laughs> let me at least do one book before I think about others. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get started reading some books over the course of the next month. I've just been with that, with feeling sick and everything is mostly really the heart of the issue. And now that like I'm getting a handle of all of why I've been feeling sick, minus my current fucking head cold, because obviously I can't go two weeks without being sick. Um, I I might have more energy and time to actually read and shit. Uh, but we'll see. Oh, and actually, um, there was a third one I finished this week. Um, I also finished uh, the Princess Diarist, which is the um Carrie Fisher book that she wrote just before she passed away. Oh, okay. Um. That one also really good. Um, it's basic. It is just. It's a small period of time. Um, during like the filming of the original Star Wars. Um, I actually listened to the audiobook for it because Audible was running like a. Um, it was get two books for one credit, and I had one credit, and that was one of the only other books that seemed interesting. Um, but it's she apparently found diaries that she had kept during the filming of the original Star Wars. So while the book is not. Her, it's not just those diaries printed. Um, I guess it was enough of like a thing that she sat down, read them, remembered enough of kind of like what it was like back then. And it's like her memoir from that period of time, like talking about like being cast in Star Wars, um, filming Star Wars, the relationship she had with Harrison Ford, um, and then kind of like what came after, like with, um, like the fandom and like doing conventions and meeting people and like the legacy that kind of like built off of that. Yeah, um, and and she the, the audiobook she actually narrated like she she did the whole thing except for a small section in the middle that were the actual diary entries which were read by her daughter. So that one was all that one that one is also very short. It was like a three hour audiobook, so it's probably only like a hundred fifty two hundred page book. Yeah. Um. Also, also worth checking out if you like memoirs because she is a very funny person. And yeah, she is. And like that. That book had a lot of humor in it. Uh, it was a lot of, like, self-deprecating humor, but still a lot of humor. Yeah, I mean, we're all used to self-deprecating humor, though. That is true. Um, but that said, book's out of the way. What did you guys think of Akira? I enjoyed it a lot. I, I, it was very 80s. Uh, very anime. Um, the vo- I, I listened to it dubbed. Uh, I, I wanted to do some. Same. I wanted to do subbed, but I I I, I was working. It, like, it was today. If it were last night, it would have been subbed. Um, but the voice acting was good. They they did a decent job, like trying to get localization with it and and getting everything to match. But I don't that know dub, when it was. It so that dub was from two thousand one. Um, yeah, I did look okay. this up because there were a bunch of voices I recognized. Um, yeah. so, like three of the characters, like were like very much voice actors of that era. Um, you had Johnny Young Bosch was um I, I forget the names unfortunately. Uh, um, Johnny Young Bosch was like the main guy with the the red motorcycle. Kanata. Thank Kanata, you. Yeah. Kanata. Um, I don't remember the person's name, but the voice actor for Tetsuo, the the one who actually like went through all of the the weird psychic bullshit. Yeah. Um, his voice actor was the same voice actor as Ty from Digimon and Digimon Adventure Two. Okay. Um, and then um. Key K, I think her name was K, the the girl that was kind of with them throughout like the later half of the movie. Um, her voice actor was um Wendy Lee, who is the voice actor of Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a neat story. It's interesting. The art was is fantastic in this. It's so good. So, and I don't know if you guys will will agree. So this movie 
1988-89, if I remember correctly. 80, it was 88, because that, that's where it opens yeah. up. Um, I thought the animation for this was leaps and bounds better than um, the, the Interstellar one that was from a little over a decade later. Yeah, it was, but... I... And I think they were the same... Was, weren't they both Toei? Uh, I don't think... I don't think Akira was Toei. Um, but I also... Uh, I, I think also Interstellar was a much lower budget. I mean, probably. It's just... It's wild to think that that, that was, like, a lower budget than, like, in... Because, like, Daft Punk is, like... Even in, in the early 2000s, like, they were a well-known, famous musical act. And, like, Toei was, like, a major, and still is a major <sighs> animation studio. And Akira, I don't believe it was based on anything. I'm pretty sure it was just a, it's like a, it's, oh, it's no, I'm sorry, it manga. is based on a manga. There's a, there's a manga. Never mind. Yeah, yeah from 80, I'm looking at the, the Wikipedia now. I have, I have always thought that Akira was, like, anime original. No, it's, well, so did I, but I, I was looking into things today while I was watching it, yeah, it's based on a manga from the early 80s. Um, it is, to me, as I was watching it, like, I, I made this joke earlier, it's it's a kaiju anime. Like, it kind of is a kaiju anime. Like, you don't actually get, like, the big monster until the very end, but it's all about handling this potential monster that could cause issues. And I was just like, this is totally a kaiju film, and I love it. It kind, You know what? It kind of was in a weird way. Like... It wasn't, but it was. Like, I, yeah. I, I get, I get how you're, how you see that. Mm-hmm. Drew, what did you think of I it? I thought it was way more anime than I expected. Like, I, I, I don't know why I didn't expect, like, super powered characters. Like, I expected more, like, Blade Runner-y esque. Just like, you know, maybe robot, but like, not full on, like, Dragon Ball ass powers and shit. So. Yeah, I actually, I knew very little about it going into. I knew that there was some sort of like mutation thing that happened, but I actually thought it happened to um to Kaneda. Like I thought he changed. Yeah. I didn't realize that like it was somebody else. So yeah, I don't know. Like I guess I understand why like it's super highly regarded, but it was well maybe maybe you should make it for you, Drew. Nah, I'm good. I mean, look at it this way. <laughs> like there was there was kind of wrestling in it. Like at one point they threw a man through a glass glass window. That is very <laughs> wrestling. It was not a table, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I am sh- I am sure at some point in the last twenty five years somebody has been thrown through plate oh, glass. Oh yes, uh, many times. So see, this is just wrestling. It is it is definitively more up your alley than either Richie or I's. I don't know about that. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah, it's I. I watched it, or I learned about Akira back in, like, 2012-ish, uh, I believe, uh, when I first went to MAGFest, and they had a whole, like, I'm only knowing this because I literally went to the website and searched Akira because they had a whole Akira art exhibit with original art cells and stuff at the first MAGFest. Wow, and so you so you actually didn't watch Akira that long ago? No, probably around 2012-ish, or shortly after that, um... And, like, I, I didn't remember anything, of, like, or much about it. Like, there wasn't a lot I remembered about it, but there was, like, I remember the general idea of the story. I completely forgot about the little kids. Um, and stuff oh, they like were that. fucking weird and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it but was. Yeah, for. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It, it, it's, um, it, it has, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there. I was just trying to talk about how 
I think we have on Facebook a uh, 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 like some of the art that I that I saw at Magfest so long ago. I we have we have one image on our on our website for it. But what did you guys think about like in the very beginning? The, how they like what they did with the lights and everything at night. I didn't quite catch that much more after that. I'm sure they did, but I wasn't a hundred percent paying attention. Like, yeah, I I think everything they did like stylistically and like animation wise was all really cool, especially for something from like the late '80s. Yeah. Um, and even just like like the designs of like the motorcycles and all like like that red motorcycle is iconic. Um. Yeah. So like I have known about Akira longer than that. Like I've probably known Akira was like a popular things since like the early 2000s and it's always been one of those things that like i should watch this sometime and it's just i never got around yeah. to it I- yeah it's it's one of those movies because it is so dated um that it, like you you worry about like oh, it's so old like is it gonna live up to the hype and things like that is it actually going to be what people said it was like, i know for instance uh drew your brother uh i think he's never seen back to the future or at least I, this was a few years ago. He said he'd never seen Back to the Future and he will never watch it because he's afraid it's not going to live up to the hype. And that's like kind of how I feel with Akira. And like, it's the movie came out in 88. It came to the States in the early 2000s. It's high regard, but it's like, is it actually going to be that good with like, we're in 2023. This movie is, uh, 30 something years old, mm-hmm. right? I think I did that math it- right. Um, almost forty years old. Is it? It's it's not going to look as good as stuff nowadays. Is it going to hold up? Is it going to be as good? And I think this one is one of those movies that actually does hold up. Even it's still, you can still see a little bit of the early of the eighties jank in the animation, but it still holds up to this day. Plus, yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. The the story they tell, um, and and taking down the establishment and all that. Let's go for it. Let's go. Yeah, I, I would say that, like, this holds up in a way that, like, the Ghibli movies tend to, yeah. and Disney movies tend to. Like, um, not as polished as a Disney movie. Like, if you go back and watch, like, Little Mermaid from, I think that's 89, like, the animation in that movie is still fantastic. Um, yeah. But, like, for, for just, for a an anime movie that... You know, it's it's not from it's not from Studio Ghibli. It's not a Miyazaki film. It do, it didn't have any kind of like name or prestige behind it, really, as far as I can tell. Um, to be like just that well done, like mm-hmm. that's that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and I mean, I'll say like I feel like well done animation holds up better than like live action movies. Definitely. Oh. Well done animation holds up better than well done CG of its time. Oh, that's not even a fucking question. Um, but like, I, I, I might not, I might not 100% agree with, uh, animation and, and live action. If, live action's, like, if it's a good live action movie, it usually just, is just in generally a good movie that, like, has, that's, that's good with, about more than just, like, the actors or, the set design. It's like overall a good movie. Whereas like if you get, if you find me a really good high regard animated movie, but the animation doesn't hold up from its time to now, that, that will affect your, like what you think of the movie. Like I, it, it, it I, I, I can't a hundred percent agree that animation holds up better than, than, than live action. It's really all I'm saying. Well, 
so, alright, fair for the most part. I'll super caveat it in, especially in, like, futuristic sci-fi. The vast majority of future sci-fi live-action stuff does not hold up. <laughs> yeah, it, it very it's very like, much depends on the thing. Like, like yeah, I the lo- future stuff in like, Back to the I- Future looks stupid. <laughs> yeah. But but also you got to take into account it's not so, it's 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 a stupid movie. It's not a serious movie. I just like from a quality of production standpoint. Like that's all I'm I'm not like that's not a on the quality of the movie. It's on the like the way they can make something look in an animated thing versus the way they can the, the constraints they have with a live action setting. Yeah. Like of an animated thing can hold up better because they can make things look more cohesive than it's like, ah, shit, well, we had to kind of piece together this thing from a whole bunch of random shit and it looks real dumb. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... I I definitely agree with that. Like, nine times out of ten, like, it, animated movie... Like, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. A quality animated movie against a quality live-action movie... Um, I think a lot of times the animated movie just comes, holds up better and is a little more timeless. Yeah. Like, like, if you go back and watch, like, Gone with the Wind or something like that. Like, something that is just very highly regarded from, like, the 30s or 40s. Um, like, picture quality notwithstanding, that movie is not going to hold up the same way that, say, Snow White or Sleeping Beauty would. Or fucking Bambi. Like, yeah, you know. Bambi's fucking 80 years old. Um, or what, Snow that, White's is, 1939? Yeah, like, I th- Snow White's the original Disney movie, I think, I right? I think so. E- it's either Snow yes. White or Sleep... It's not Sleeping Beauty, no, because Sleeping Beauty came out in the 50s, so... Oh, so 1937 but, yeah, like, for Snow White. And, like, that holds up in a way that, like, I don't think The Wizard of Oz does. I've also never seen The Wizard of Oz start to finish, so... Take, take that opinion with a grain of salt. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, uh, I agree mostly agree i think wizard of oz still kind of holds up pretty well i think that i'm not saying it doesn't hold up i'm just simply saying that snow white holds up better if you were to like put the two next to each other and say like which one looks and like sounds and just feels better in 2023 probably yeah but um anything else about akira um that's it's it's a that's a good movie. everyone if you didn't watch it over the past two weeks you should watch it it's really good um yeah that's really it's really all it's it's I don't know it, it is it is icon it's iconic for a reason and you should just you should check it out it's got some really cool themes some really interesting really awesome art and animation style we can't yeah. I can't praise it enough yeah I would definitely hundred percent worth checking out um, yeah especially if you're especially if you anime and sci fi yeah. really. Like, if you're into either one of them, you'd probably find something enjoyable about this. Um, but, Rich, what is your next pick? Well, first, Drew, you had asked if I had a pick for this week. Did you have an idea for no, something? No, I never would? wound up thinking about anything. Okay. I You had asked, so that's why I was asking. Uh, yeah. No, I, I did mean to maybe think about it, but then wound up super busy the last two days. So I had yeah. time. <laughs> what a slacker. Uh, so... I think we're gonna jump out of our comfort zone a little bit here, guys. This is this is gonna be this is also I'm kind of picking trying to pick a movie that I think might be slightly in Drew's wheelhouse. Slightly, I think. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it's definitely 
far out of, as far as I know, Cobb's comfort zone and a little bit out of my comfort zone. We're going to watch La La Land. Oh, I saw this. Oh, wait. Recently? Wait, hold on. I'm con- with, with Ryan Gosling and um, Emma Stone. Okay, yeah, I saw this in theaters when it came out. Okay, but it wasn't, like, within the past, like, year. It was when it came out in theaters. Fucking in whatever 2016. the fuck that was. So, yeah, okay. So that's that's fine. Uh, we're going to do La La Land. Um, I've never seen it. Um, and Holy I heard shit! Of- that was a guess. It did come out in no, 2016. That sounded right. <laughs> like, I fucking... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's and, legitimately and it's, been, it's... like, three years since I've gone to a movie theater, so it had to at least have been pre-2019. Mm-hmm. But I, I, uh, I, 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 ha- I came up with a bunch of ideas for new, for upcoming book clubs. And one movie that I've always wanted to watch and never got around to it, never, never even thought about it. And I know it's not a hundred percent in my comfort zone of movies to watch, especially by myself, because I mean, it is a musical, right? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, which, which musical I'm into, but it's a love story and I'm it's not. A- it is a romantic musical comedy drama, according yeah, to Wikipedia. Yeah, but, like, it's not so much a mu- It's not, like, every everything is songs musical. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there are it's, definitely... Music is a central tenet in yeah. this movie. It's, so, a, like, it's a movie musical versus a Broadway made into a movie musical. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, the musical part is fine. I, I, I enjoy musicals. I enjoy musical numbers. It's more like the love story, rom-com aspect that I'm usually not a hundred percent into and like kind of bores me, which is I'm like, I like the musicals, don't really care for the romantic stuff, but this is a jumping out of my comfort zone and trying something new. And hey, I mean, it's got Ryan Gosling and J.K. Simmons. It can't be a bad movie. Exactly. And Cobb, I think you, don't you not like musicals, if I remember correctly? No, I'm fine with musicals. Okay, for some reason I thought you didn't like musicals. I don't I don't care for going to the theater. The and like theater. Yeah, like and I like more modern musicals I'd probably be more like up for like like um like Beetlejuice that that Drew you saw a few months it's ago. Fucking amazing. But like <laughs> I have I have very little if any interest in like classical musicals. Like I never want to see Cats. Um I saw Phantom of the Opera once and found it very boring. Uh, yeah. Same. I, Sarah and I have watched the movie version of Phantom. I was like, no, not for me. I Oklahoma want to see sucked. Mean Girls. <laughs> I want to see Mean Girls. I don't know. Yeah, like, probably good. Mean Girls, yeah. Aladdin. Uh, I would go see Aladdin. One that we saw that was really good was called Waitress, which was based on a movie from the mid aughts with um. God, why did I just blank on his name? The main character in Firefly. Nathan yeah, Fillion. Nathan Fillion. It's like a, it is a rom-com movie, but they made a musical out of it, and it was fucking really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's got Carrie Russell in it. Yeah. Not not the musical. No, no, the, 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 the movie. movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, I feel like, like we're living in an era where, like, Broadway musicals are actually something, like, that can be fun, mm-hmm. whereas, like, your old school ones, like, not as much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my choice for this week. I've got a couple lined up for the next couple of choices that hopefully are pretty good. Um, and I'm how many more of them are musicals? Uh, as far as I know, none of them. But so okay. not Chicago, <laughs> not Chicago. No, like uh, N- next next pick we're watching Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we could do a double up for like every time somebody picks a, a movie, we now have to do two more or one more uh of that movie or. 
So, like, I picked a, a musical, so Cobb, you pick a musical, and Drew, if you pick the next time you have to pick a musical, then the next time I pick a movie, it'll be something else. And we so have to Waypoint stick with does that this. Theme. Oh, do they? Um, yeah, so they do, um, I forget what, what the, the thing is called, but on, on their, like, subscription side, um, they do, it's like, my way or my pick or something like that, where they kind of, one of them picks something, and then they each have to pick something that's somehow in line with okay. that. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like a musical has to be a musical, but like if it was like The Waitress, for instance, um, maybe like the next person picked Waiting, the the 2005 okay. comedy with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you know, um, that works. So like like they, like they find like some sort of connection to it, and sometimes like you see the connection, you're like, oh, I, I get that, and other times you're like, where the fuck did you pull this <laughs> from? Um, and I think it's, like, after they do, like, a full circuit of, like, everybody involved, they then, like, put it up to, like, their community to pick, like, the next thing, and then they each, like, piggyback off of that. Yeah. I I, I haven't that. actively gone and listened to any of them, just because they're, they're, their podcasts are all very, already pretty long, like, they're, they're twice a week, two-hour podcasts, mm-hmm. and I just don't have the time for, like, another, like, two-hour, like, movie commentary podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I honestly, I was looking for Pitch Perfect, but none of them are available for free on any streaming. I thought they is... were available on HBO Max. Nope. Not as far as I remember. Uh, I think you need premium subscriptions for them or something. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely, yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was thinking of doing Pitch Perfect because I listened, re-listened to the Pitch Perfect album soundtrack the other oh. day. Pitch Perfect 2 is on Peacock. Ah, fuck Peacock. <laughs> um... But it was like, since it's not available, I'll be 100% honest, for some reason I thought Anna Kendrick was in La La Land, and I didn't realize it was Anna. I didn't look up anything, I just remember La La Land and thought it was Anna so Kendrick. Basically, so basically, you just want to watch Anna Kendrick movies. I was, I yes, I kind of wanted to just do an Anna Kendrick movie, which there, I think there was a movie called like 100 Days that was on Netflix or something like that. Well, uh, so there's 300, day, or 300 Days of Summer, I think she's in? I don't, that's, I don't, I don't think that's... She's not a main character in it, but I think she's yeah. in that. Um... There's that movie with um Kamel Manjani um that's based on like his actual wife getting sick that I think she is in uh the big sick yeah might not be that one it might be something di- another sick movie actually it was another sick movie it was the one with um Joseph Gordon Levitt where he has cancer she is his, that's, is his therapist that's the 300 days with summer of summer no no 300 days of summer is a different one with Joseph Gordon Levitt that's the one where he's in a relationship with Zoe Deschanel um and sh- they're just awful together. There's a lot of fucking weird movies from, like, circa 2005 to, like, circa, like, 2013. Yeah. Oh, the last five years is what I was thinking. Uh, is, is, is another Anna Kendrick movie that I've always wanted to watch. Because, like, I think it goes in reverse or something. I don't remember, but... Dude, also, Anna Kendrick is great. I love Anna Kendrick. But the, those Pitch Perfect movies are also incredibly enjoyable. They are. Which, like, I... That's, that's kind of also what I wanted to pick was just a movie that is hopefully just enjoyable for all to watch. Which is why like, I was Drew- like, Pitch Perfect would be a good idea, but I think La La Land is probably also going to be a good idea. Like, Drew, have you ever seen the Pitch per- you know, Perfect I movies with Sarah? I, ha- I don't think we have watched those, but I would probably enjoy them. I've, so, the, in the sequel, real quick, in, in the second movie, there is a cameo by the um, the Green Bay Packers like defensive line <laughs> um, at an underground acapella battle. Yeah. Um, it's like Clay Matthews and like four other guys on like the Green Bay Packers uh-huh. are like an acapella group that they're they're at this like eight mile style like acapella off in like an empty pool or whatever. Yeah, 
I've I've only ever seen the first one, and I I think about that album and listen to it like at least once every couple of years. I'll listen to like the whole, all of the audio tracks from that, all of their songs and, and compilations, and it's just it's it's a jo- good, enjoyable, silly movie. And, yeah, the only one I haven't seen. I I never saw the third one. Third one goes weird places from what I remember hearing, but it's still like not bad. Yeah, I I I know very little about the third one. I know that they, there is also a um a spin-off series coming on Peacock. Yeah. Um or might is... already be out with um Adam Devine who plays yeah. one of the the guy acapella people. Yeah, he's he's like the head of the like of their rival group at their school. Yeah. Which um, Adam Devine also great actor. I love Yeah, him. he he's very funny. Um actually, so is this on fucking anything? Um hang on. Hang on. It's not. Never mind. So there is a movie. Um, I don't know if you, if you've ever seen it, Rich. Um, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I've heard about that. I've heard so about it because that's Anna Kendrick and a- uh, Aubrey Plaza, right? Yeah, it, it's them plus Zac Efron and Adam Devine. Yeah, like yeah. it's exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I've heard about that one. But it's unfortunately only available for rent. Yeah, that's which is fine. That's fine. I I almost watched RRR this weekend, but. Ended up spending five hours editing video instead. Good job. Um, I, I have a YouTube video coming up on Friday. It's nothing major or special, but I have a video coming up on Friday. 15 minutes of video for 17 hours of editing, right? No, <laughs> fucking one minute of video for an hour and 40 minutes of editing. That is not a video that's a short. No, no, that's what it was. I made a TikTok, a highlight reel of the video I'm posting. And it took me an hour and a half to edit it down from 20 minutes to a minute. And then to, like, actually put together, like, an intro and an outro and piece together the video that I'm posting, which is just a highlight of a, a Monster Hunter hunt from a stream. Five minutes, maybe 30 minutes in total, including rendering time, which was eight minutes to render, eight, eight to ten minutes to render. So, like... I spent two hours doing that video, and then I spent another hour and a half doing another one that's coming out next week. So oh, good in, job. Instead of watching RRR or Akira this weekend, I actually made made content. Oh, you and your content. Um, I think that's probably going to do it for for this week, though. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, if you would like to find, oh well, I guess actually in two weeks, because um, we didn't specify the date on the sixteenth of March. We will be talking about La La Land as our next book club. So the look Academy forward to that. Award winner. It's that almost got its award stolen. Or was isn't it the, the other round? It's it's the remember. other way around. Yeah. Okay. Um. It. But whoever I forget who was who was giving out the award that time. But they they opened the envelope and said La La Land, and the actual winner was the Green Book. Yeah. Wasn't that for some reason I have Steve Harvey on my I mind? I think it was Steve Harvey. Yeah. Like that. Did that read the wrong yeah. name? That read the wrong name. Yeah, it, it's possible. Um, but if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at Patreon.com/onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All those things matter. You can also find us on social media: Facebook.com/onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash one quest video. And you can always send us emails to social at one dash quest.com. And then Rich, you're playing the sons of the forest the rest of this week and starting, um, tales of Arise next week. 
Uh, no, I'm probably not going to play Sins of the Forest tomorrow or on Thursday. I might just do some Apex or something, I'm not sure. Uh, as long as I feel good enough to stream, uh, just follow me on, on, on my socials to find it out or check out my Discord. But yes, Tales of Arise starting on Sunday. It's twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Cool. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you.